the master key of success is to take ownership of the result without knowing the path. So just take ownership of that result and say, I'm going to just move to that result and that'll help get you through the fear just the more you do it. The internet has made it easier than ever to start a business. Succeeding on the internet, now that's another story. The big question is, what are those who are succeeding doing differently? This podcast has the answers. Hi, my name is Lisanne Murphy. I've spent the last three years running a successful advertising agency. I noticed with certain clients, I ran into the same problem over and over again. Their offering was just not grabbing the prospect's heart and wrestling them into purchasing submission. Why? Many of these business owners were so far down the road in their journey and so in love with their product, they forgot who they were serving, missing some essential steps along the way. So I'm pivoting focus. Join me as I go behind the scenes with the most brilliant entrepreneur minds to demystify the nitty gritty marketing hacks needed to be successful before spending thousands on advertising that ultimately separate the internet legends from the dreamers. Our last episode featured Evans Putman and his marketing genius as it applies to people who you surround yourself with. I know that it was helpful for our listeners, so if you didn't catch it, be sure to go back and listen in. Today, we're going to spend even more time with Evans talking about podcasting and how to turn a podcast into a revenue stream. Guys, it is awesome. Keep listening. Welcome to the Marketing Matrix Podcast. I'm your host, Lisanne Murphy, and I am here with the incredible and talented Evans Putman. Evan, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Oh, it's an honor. It's an honor. Last time I saw you, we were in an airport or in a random meeting. So now here we are like a week later, maybe two weeks. I don't know. Time flies, but um, yeah, crazy stuff. But thank you for having me. Oh, it's so good to have you. Yeah, it was. It, it's so funny, guys. So, so Evans and I had the opportunity to go on the two comma club cruise um, in the Caribbean at the beginning of, of this year. And man, we had a blast, but like the ship was so big, we actually never ran into each other until we were in the airport in Miami flying home. <laughs> and Evans was was talking to, to my good friend, Catherine Jones. And I just like walked up and introduced myself. And I'm like, hi, what's your name? I haven't met you yet. And he's like, I'm Evans. And I was like, Evans Putman. He's like, how do you know me? And I said, you're going to be on my podcast in two weeks. <laughs> so it was just crazy. What a great random meeting. Thank you universe for delivering that. Right. I love it. Well, <laughs> Evans, I just wanted to take a second to introduce you to, to our listeners. And then I'm going to give you a chance to go in depth with your story and share about your business and what you do and just blow our minds. We are so excited to have you on the show. So here we go. Evans is a coach and consultant and he, and, and he helps purpose-driven podcasting entrepreneurs grow and monetize their podcasts to create real, a real business asset, which I'll tell you, it's true. A podcast is a real business asset. I found that as I've grown mine, uh, which aligns with their core values and serves their ideal customers. Before leaving his last business partnership, he created and installed a strategy which increased podcast listenership to averaging 150,000 plus monthly listeners. Guys, that's huge. Built a large email list of engaged listeners and customers and scaled revenue from zero to half a million dollars in only 12 months with 
zero dollars in paid ads, which I love to hear that. Even like as a paid ads person, still love to hear those strategies. The podcast-driven business has since crossed the million-dollar mark and was recently sold uh, for a figure that can't be revealed publicly. But guys, it was it was a pretty pretty <laughs> awesome number. So Evans now hosts the Infinite Impact Radio podcast and is the creator of the Infinite Impact Method for social entrepreneurs and change makers. So again, give it up for Evans Putman. Evans, thank you again for coming. Thank you. Well, you pretty much nailed it. Um, and I, I have a meeting today, so I might be able to get back to you on an actual figure later if I find out the legal, the legal folks that, you know, the, those lawyer type people say it's okay. But so I have no idea, but I, hopefully I can share that with you later. Oh, I love it. Yeah, we would, we, would love, we would love to hear that. Okay, so for our listeners that are not as familiar with you and your journey, like walk us through, how did you become this like, this podcast juggernaut audience growing machine? Like <laughs> g- give, us, give us the history of Evans Putman. Okay, I'll, I'll go. I'm glad you said that because sometimes it's like, okay, let me go way back to the beginning, but I don't want to go that far back. So I'll tell you how... I got involved with my business partner. His name is Pat Hyben, and he had the podcast Real Estate Rockstars with Pat Hyben. And what had happened at the time, I was a freelancer and I was doing really well. Uh, We had a young daughter and my wife was working as a restaurant manager at night. I was working all day. We were tired all the time. We were both. I loved it, though, because I got to spend time with my daughter when she was really young, which was something I promised myself I would do. But right when I told her, you can come home now. There's no need for you to continue working that job because I'm making X amount. I was doing really well. I was like, I can add some more clients from that time that, you know, I'm getting taken away from. Well, probably a week later, I'd been lazy. I wasn't filling my pipeline. I was a marketing strategist and content creator, writer, things like that at the time. And I lost my two best clients who were basically I had three clients <laughs> and the other one, the other one paid me like maybe $300 a week at the most. So you can imagine where my like mind went all of a sudden. So I took like a day to process it. And then I was like, okay, just do what you've always done. Go back out and find some clients, you know, just go find clients. Well, that's when it just so happened. I was specializing in the real estate niche because I had, a real estate license and I also had some investment property. So I was able to help market agents and investors and talk to them in their language. And I saw this post from this guy looking for somebody to write show notes for a podcast. And I was like, okay, for some reason, this is well below my skill level and well below anything that I would normally take, but I felt this need to reach out. I reached out to him and we started talking here's the crazy thing out of the entire world. Once again, like our airport meeting, he actually lives. I live in Charleston, South Carolina. I live on the North side of the peninsula. He lives on the South side on an Island. And he's also in real estate. I started Googling him. He was a best-selling author. I started pulling up all this information because when I, and when I saw it, I mean, to be honest, I was a little bit worried because I saw, you know, he had sold over a billion dollars worth of real estate in his career. He'd been number one agent in the world for Remax and Keller Williams. Wow. And I was, I had a real estate license, but I didn't really like real estate because 
I envision this guy of showing up like the guy you see on the billboard with the suit, you know, and being all, you know, status driven, significance driven. And we meet in this little like dive breakfast place, which is a win number one. And then he shows up and he looked like me. He had on, he like shows up with a backpack, shaved head, t-shirt, flip flops. And I'm like, okay, this guy might be cool. And um, that's what started our journey. I mean, but what I did instead of just going in and here's a lesson for everybody that I'll share because I, you know, I don't know why I actually reached out to him in the first place because I'm sitting here thinking, write show notes for a podcast. Why do I want to do that? But when I met with him, I actually started probing and asking him questions about his business. Like, okay, so what, you know, what are your pain points with this podcast? Well, it turns out it wasn't just the show notes. The show notes were the pain point of his wife because his wife was tired of writing them for him. But his pain points were, he wasn't able to grow his audience. He was feeling like he had hit a wall and there was no growth. And he was like, you know, I'm just sort of stuck. I've been stuck in like cement over the last, you know, six, seven months. And so I started asking him more probing questions like, you know, well, what are you doing? What, you know, what, what are you doing with your business now to promote it and this and that. So I got a lot of info from him. And then I asked the one big question. I was like, you know what, what is your real goal with this? You know, not the podcast, but what's your real, you know, the, when you look 12 months down the road from now, what do you see? And he was like, well, what I've been running through my head and I really want to do is to give back to my community and I'm doing it on the podcast, but I want to create a series of digital courses to train real estate agents and share with them how I was able to go from, you know, a workaholic to working you know, 80 hour weeks, working four days a week, spending all this time with my family, having freedom, doing this and that. And I was like, okay, we've got, I started thinking, I was like, I got something I can run with. I was like, well, let me go back home this weekend and I'll put together a plan. And that's how it ended, you know? And from there, it just sort of took off and I started working with him. And um, that was like phase one of our, our sort of mutual partnership. That's amazing. Okay. So what did you do? What was the plan? How do you take his goals and and use it? Yeah. Here's the plan was, is that, I mean, I went back with him. I I went back and I did what I knew how to do within my skill set, And it had nothing to do with podcasts. I was like, I don't know what I've never had a podcast. I've never been on a podcast, but what I do know how to do is to create content and to get that content out there so that people find my customers and my clients businesses because that's what I was doing previously. Um, So that's what I did. I put together basically a content marketing plan for his business, for the podcast. That was phase one to grow the podcast. And I went back to him and I was like, this is what we'll do. We'll, you know, we'll continue. Um, You don't have a blog on your site. He had a WordPress site, which was a win because it gave him a home for his podcast. But I was like, we will, you know, instead of hoping people find your podcast and be reactive, we're going to be proactive. We're going to go out. We're going to, you know, and, and this was the key. Here's the, another key. By asking him what he wanted to do at the very end, I was able to say, okay, your listeners are real estate agents, but not all real estate agents are going to buy your real estate sales training because I know real estate agents. I've worked with a lot around here. Um, 
I know a lot of them like to sit on the beach all the time and show up maybe twice a year to, to buy or sell a house for a client. But then there's some agents that are very like career driven that invest in themselves that want to create more freedom, that want to grow teams so they can pull themselves out of the business. And I was like, that's who we want to reach. So we started figuring out a content marketing plan that reached those people. And um, so basically we put out written content. You know, we put out blog posts, we put out articles, but what we did that was different was we actually embedded the podcast in every piece of content we put out there. So we didn't put a link that they had to click and come back to the podcast on Apple. We actually put the, they could sit there and start to read the, the um, get hooked in by the title. We used the whole, this was before I knew the Russell Brunson thing, but it was like, okay, I know we need an engaging title. I know we need to create some curiosity. And then right there after like two, three sentences, we're going to put the podcast episode. Then we'll put the rest of the written content below it. Because I knew most people would just automatically go, ooh, this sounds cool. And then we'd say, hey, and to get more of this, just listen right here. And they could click it and start listening. So that was the first stage of our growth. And it really helped. I love that. That is that is so powerful. And I love how you, I, I, what, really, what really caught my attention in that piece of your story is you used what you knew to help a different type of customer with a problem that they had. You were like, well, I'm, I'm not going to try to try to do something that I don't know how to do. I'm going to use what I do know how to do and help this customer in a way that they, like he, he might not have even conceptualized that. Right. Um, right, right. But you took your skill set and came in and, 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 and helped his business because of that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. It was, um, I was like, this is what I know how to do. So I'm going to do it. I mean, I don't I have no idea. I was like, I don't know what to do with a podcast, but um, from there I learned as we went along and we developed other strategies that then included social media um, and then also getting our guests to help promote as well down the road. But the initial part was number one, knowing who his, I, I called it the ideal listener customer because we had three, we developed, there were three stages. We wanted to speak to all real estate agents, like in the front end, in the podcast, because it was a podcast that um, people would come on, they would share their strategies if they were really successful in real estate, they would share those strategies and then it would be very helpful and valuable to the audience. So we went wide with the podcast. Then we knew that that person on the very far back end was somebody else, but then we built a list building system that sort of narrowed the funnel. And then we actually spoke to the people that we really wanted to work with as they got deeper into the funnel. Um, and that's when we found, you know, this is our tribe. These people that are buying our courses that joined our membership area. These are our real, you know, listener customers, our ideal listener customer that we wanted to work with. So knowing that upfront was very key because it also told us where, I mean, at this time you have to realize I was a, we had a VA who edited the podcast and that was all she did. We had Pat, who was the host. That's all he did. He's like, I'm not, I don't know any of this stuff. I just know how I can talk and I know real estate. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. So we had me and I was like, in order for this to be effective initially, we need to find the exact most valuable spots to put the content. So by knowing who that person on the back end was that was going to buy the course, we were able to narrow down four places to put our content that would reach those people. 
So mm. that was really important. I love that. And I love how every, everything was driven about your end goal with your dream customer. Yes, definitely. So, so like what, let's, uh, let, let's speak into that for a second and then we'll come back to your journey. So, mm-hmm. um, how, how would, how does one go about understanding where their dream customers are? I mean, that's like, that's like the golden question of like so many marketers. I would love to get your perspective on that. Like, how do you, how do you find your people? Right. Well, for me, it was, you know, there were a couple sort of shots in the dark and then a couple of easy targets for us because like I said, I had been working in this real estate niche, working with real estate agent clients and sort of knew that world. So I knew right off the bat, there was this place called Active Rain, which is like a social media place for real estate agents. They go there and waste their time and talk to each other. I don't know why they do it, but they were great for us because we could go in there and create a lot of noise. Um, then there's Inman.com, which is like the, you know, premier like company for agents. They create like huge marketing events. Um, I'm trying to think, I, I can't really think of somebody in the digital marketing world that's like them. I mean, it would almost be like taking, um, you know, click funnels and um, I can't remember Ryan Dice's company, but the digital marketing, you know, two or three of the big names and putting them together. Like every agent who is growth focused knows Inman.com. So we knew those two would be winners. Then we sort of figured LinkedIn would be good. They were professionals. And then we went to Medium. So everybody who's in there now, you can use Medium. And I'll give you a tip, the reason that we did it. And even if you don't know exactly where to find your avatar, I think Medium is a good spot to start because you can, you know, with our blog that we had on our website, we had to depend on SEO and it was the long, you know, it's a long game. It's not, we weren't trying to get people there immediately. We had to put out a lot of content and over time it would go up in the rankings and people would find it. But with medium people actually put in, Hey, I'm interested in this topic, this topic, this topic. So medium takes the articles that they have the content and put it in front of your ideal avatar. So that was how we really got some good growth out of that, um, out of medium as well. So I think it's just, you know, knowing, you just have to know your avatar. You just have to know like, okay, start thinking, where do they hang out online? Mm -hmm. Um, And we're not talking social media here because obviously that is true too. But once we got to the social media thing, it was like, okay, where our agents are not really at the time, they weren't really on Instagram. So we focused on LinkedIn. We focused on Facebook. Um, and we tried, you know, Twitter was just like too much noise. It didn't really help. So just knowing where they hang out, where they go, not to just talk to each other, but go to learn. Because if you can position yourself in that space, like we did with Inman.com and ActiveRain.com, two places where a lot of times they would go hang out and learn and read articles and get information that really positioned us as an expert. Um, and I'll tell you, I'll tell everybody like a little trick here. This was a trick that we got on Inman.com because Inman.com is like, they don't need us, you know, but we sort of convinced them that they did in a way. And I have no, I mean, I'll tell, I'll be 100% transparent. A lot of this stuff that we did, it's a lesson for people to learn. Even if, if you just have an idea and you take imperfect action, a lot of times it works out because it's like, 
I'm sitting here thinking I'm no SEO expert, but I know that if people stay on pages for a while, it helps improve the SEO rank. So I was like, why don't I go to the Inman editors and say, Hey, I got two things for you. One will help provide some content and it'll help you out because they were looking for people to do some writing for them. So they didn't have to do all the work, but I was like, we'll do that. But here's the thing that we want. And Pat had this name. So they sort of wanted his name, but I was like, we want something out of it too. And at first they're like, no, we don't, we don't really want to embed an audio player in the content. And I was like, well, here's, here's what'll happen. If you let us embed the audio player in the content one, they won't click the link and leave your site. And two, they might listen to the whole 45 minute podcast episode right there on your website, staying on your page, sending signals to Google that your pages are really, really valuable and improving your search engine rankings. And that is like, so okay. smart. That is so <laughs> smart. It was dumb luck. Believe me, it was not something that I, cause I didn't know anything about SEO. It was like, Hey, I just happened to know this. Maybe this will work. So, um, so yeah, but I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> so, I, love I like that. to believe it was a smart strategy and it worked out. And then we had a really good relationship with them moving forward to where they were like, you know, Hey, we've got this article ideas. Can you put something in it? Hey, well, and they even let us put extra links in his bio that other people weren't able to do just because we had built this, like, you know, positioned it in a way that, Hey, it's a win, bigger win for you than us. And then they're like, Oh yeah, that sounds cool. Well, by the way, what else do you need from us? So it worked out really well. That is awesome. I love that. Like that, that servant mentality of like you, you find out what people, you know, I mean, people are willing to exchange value if they see that what they're getting is more valuable than what they're giving. Yeah. Um, and, and so and that can, that I mean, powerful. I would say a lot of that, that's one of the blessings of working with Pat was he is very serve first and giving. And, you know, a lot of that, it, I like to feel like I was that way too, but I mean, it really brought out a lot of brought me up to a different level than I was when I started working with him. Mm, so, um, but cool. yeah, we do, we always try to, I mean, the whole thing with his podcast, even, you know, value, give value to the, the, all the time. And when people came on his show, he was like, you know, enough of the fluff. I need you to dig deep and give me some nuggets right now on exactly how you did this to share with our audience. And so he would just make sure that he was always over delivering on value. So it was, um, you know, I like to see, like to say that he was definitely, you know, that he, he put himself out that way and then it sort of brought the rest of us along and um, we made sure that's what we did over delivered all the time. That's amazing. I love it. Okay. So you, uh, become a business partner with this guy and you, uh, use your old skills, gain some new skills in the process. He's now sold this podcast. So what, what are you up to now, Evans? Like what, what, what does 2020 and beyond look yeah. like for you? <laughs> well, here's, uh, since we're going to funnel hacking live next week, well, people will hear this probably after the fact, but, um, it really all started with Funnel Hacking Live like two years ago. It was the first, I was there with him. And this is when we first got into this world where we learned like the things that we learned to be able to grow to over $500,000 in sales with the, the podcast. And, but at that Funnel Hacking Live, I also started watching these people on stage and they were telling their stories and their stories were like just about what you were talking about, about serve first and they were very impact focused. And I kept just getting, like I was getting 
you know, chill bumps. I'm actually getting some goosebumps now from talking about it a little bit. I don't know, you can't, probably can't, nobody's seeing this, but I got hair standing up on my arm um, because I remember those moments and I was like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. And so I was torn from that moment, you know, like, do I stay with where I am with Pat, with this business that I've just created and gotten some momentum and we're like on the path to maybe getting one of these two comma club awards. And instead I was like, something is calling me to do more, to be more impact focused, to be able to take, you know, and we were impacting lives through the podcast and through what we were doing, but I knew if I could take what I learned and what I'd done with that person, with Pat and with our business, then maybe I could find other purpose-driven entrepreneurs and podcasters out there whose messages weren't reaching far enough, who weren't creating as big an impact as they wanted to. And I could go help them now. It's like, I know how to do it. I know I've created this and I know it works. Let me go share it with more people. So that's when I walked away from the business, right? When we were at our peak and like hit like half a million and we're momentum and everybody's like, what in the heck were you doing? I was like, well, I had to do it. It was just a calling. It was, you know, something was telling me. And the thing that was amazing about it, and this will tell you in one word, what Pat or one sentence, what he's like, because I was dreading the conversation. And when I went to him, I, I told him what my plan was. And the first words out of his mouth were, how can I help? Not, wow. oh my gosh, you built this up. You built this team. What's going to happen when you leave? Everything's going to fall apart. You know, but it was like, how can I help you? And um, so I took that immediately and it's like, okay, this is a sign that it's supposed to be this way. So that is what I started doing. As soon as I left, I started, you know, helping other purpose-driven entrepreneurs with their podcasts. And I've put together a course, a group coaching. Um, I'm starting to, I, I realized on the cruise that we were on, and this is something else that I think a lot of people need to hear because I don't think we value ourselves enough to know that we can give more by charging more. Um, it's something that, you know, all entrepreneurs need to look at. And I was like, you know what I need to, in order to serve my clients at the highest level and to help them get an even bigger impact, a bigger reach to achieve their dreams, I need a bigger buy-in from them. And I need to like raise my level too. I need to raise my game. Um, so really since the beginning of when I left that business until 2000. 20 now that we're in, I, I focus probably 80% to 70% of my time on myself, growing myself, growing my mindset, my skill sets, my network, um, trying to raise my level so I could serve people at a higher level. But I still do, you know, that's what I'm doing. I'm like, I, I can teach people how to get their message out. I can teach people how to make money with their podcast and not to be a slave to their podcast, you know, not feel like they have to sell on the podcast, but actually have a system in place that automates their money coming in so they can disconnect themselves from the business a little bit if they want to, you know, like mm -hmm. what Pat, that was, and I learned that because he was like, I do not want to be involved in this all the time. I don't want to be, you know, having to be there doing this, doing that. So that's why I developed those systems. And once we got it dialed in, we were able to just sort of 
bring people into the podcast. They got into our funnel and they immediately either became identified as a customer or not. And we immediately ascended them to higher ticket um, product. So that's the same thing I teach now. That's amazing. I love, I love that so much. Um, talk to me about that, about that moment where you realized that you needed to break off and do your own thing. And you felt this conflict because like Pat had provided um, this platform for you to learn and do this. And so I felt, I'm sure you felt like a sense of like, like, am I, am I abandoning him? And like, am I, am I cool enough, if you will, to like do this on my <laughs> own? Like, like what was going right. through your mind and like, what gave you the confidence to make that shift? It was huge. I mean, because not only was it Pat, we, at this point, we had put together a team because the more money we started making, the more people I brought on, I brought on a social media person. I brought on a writer who I taught how to write. I brought on a funnel builder. Um, when we started figuring out how to actually use a funnel to sell our products and stop trying to bother people on the podcast all the time, <laughs> like, Hey, buy this, do this. It's like, no, we don't want to do that. But, um, you know, and these people depended on, I felt like they depended on me because I, I got sort of thrown into the position of managing the team. Um, and I was worried. I was like, what's going to happen to them? You know, I know one of them had just, moved out of his house and bought a new house and was going to rent the other house because he we'd gotten him on a salary our funnel builder we were, we put on a salary as well and he was able to move him and his wife out of a bad neighborhood where they lived into a really nice um part of town in houston texas and i'm like gosh if i leave all this is going to collapse and you know that's just your ego talking first of all i didn't trust my team i mean i'll be 100 transparent i wasn't a great leader at the time i was learning um, I was still that guy that was like trying to micromanage everything and I hadn't stepped away enough to give them permission to succeed. And the thing is, is that they could. So as I left at first, I was stressed. I, I mean, and believe me, I can't remember what I said. Somebody asked me this question the other day, they're like, how'd the conversation go? I was like, which one? You mean the one that I had for like, three weeks up until the actual conversation, <laughs> the one in my head for like three weeks that I kept running over and over that, you know, stressing myself out, creating anxiety over something, an event that never even happened. So, and that's something I've been working on over the past, you know, year and a half now. So I've fixed a lot of that stuff. <laughs> well, I don't know if fixed is the right word, but you know, it's what I think I did was I finally realized you know, once I met with Pat and he said what he said, I felt relief. And then he asked me, he said, will you mind sticking around for a couple months, at least till the end of the year to help us sort of figure out a system and tighten things up. So we did, we figured out a way that everybody could be successful. And I, it, it allowed me to leave feeling like I wasn't abandoning everybody, but we put in place like an all-inclusive package. So people were able to just buy a membership, get this stuff and it made everything smoother. So it actually taught me the power of systems over that last two months as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was, it's something that you struggle with, but a lot of times, you know what, it was just my ego that was struggling. It wasn't an actual truth that there was, uh, in reality, that the place wasn't gonna fall down without me. You know, and it didn't. They went on to succeed, obviously, because they continued to grow the business. Then he was, as you mentioned, he was able to sell it with the systems that I put in place for multiple six figures. 
um, because amazing. of the list we had and the listenerships we had. So it was, um, yeah, it was, it was just my ego. So I would tell everybody that's out there, don't, you know, sit back if you feel, and, and here, the second part of the question, I guess he asked me, how did I know? I mean, I just knew, listen, I could tell like there was, there was more than just a, Hey, I have a hunch. It was like the energy I felt like when I was at funnel hacking live that first time. And this is what I'd sort of taught myself to do since then. Whenever I have an intuition or a thought that, Hey, I want to do this thing. Instead of just saying, okay, is that the ego or is it really happening? I'm like, I start thinking, how do I feel? in this moment that I'm having this thought? How does my body feel? Do I feel alive? Do I feel excited? Do I feel invigorated? Do I feel, can I see that future result without even knowing how to get there? And if I can do that, like in that moment, I'm like, okay, that's the right choice. Let's do it. So that's how I felt. So I just knew that no matter what choice I made, if I didn't, I knew at the time because I felt my body going into a negative place, the more I stayed there, like it was like, I'm not giving 100% of myself to this business. So I know it's not right. I know I need to make the decision. And I started thinking back, how did I feel at Funnel Hacking Live? I felt just inspired, excited. I could see it. I could, I could almost see myself like on that stage telling my story to people, how I had gone out and I created something to impact other people's lives. And, um, that was actually where Infinite Impact Radio was born, my podcast, the idea for it, because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to make money off of this. I don't know what the purpose it is, but I just want to create a podcast where I find impact-driven entrepreneurs who are out there serving. They have serve-first mentalities. You know, they want to monetize their mission, and they're changing lives, and I just want to tell their stories. And so that was born at that point. And it took almost, almost a year for me to get that off the ground as I was doing, going through all these other changes. But that little seed that was planted continued to grow until it was time for it to like, you know, come up from below ground. Oh, I love that so much. That's amazing. So, and, I, and I'm sure that it, um, the, when you, when you ventured off on your own, like even though you had this sense of intuition, you knew you were doing the right thing. That doesn't mean that it was easy. Mm -mm. Right? It was not easy at all. I mean, there was a lot of loneliness, a lot of, um, you know, sit, I'm sitting in my home office, staring at a computer. Um, luckily at the time I went on, I made the decision to stay in the two comma club X coaching program. And because I was in it before, but I decided to stay in it. And that was one of the best decisions I made, not because of, you know, obviously there's a lot of amazing training and a lot of the coaches, I mean, gosh, some of the like Myron Golden has like changed me in so many ways, just from listening to him. I can spend five minutes with him and I feel like handed him $50,000, you know, <laughs> it's worth it, but it's the people, you know, the network, the people, I mean, you get around these other people and you're able to sort of, reattach yourself to other people that are walking the same journey as you because nobody, I mean, a lot of people listening to this probably know this and probably feel this if they're entrepreneurs and they want to be a digital marketer, they want to do anything online, they're a coach, whatever it is. My friends that I, even my best friends, they don't have any clue about this kind of stuff that I do, you know, 
even my wife who we talk about this a lot, she just, she still doesn't really understand it as much. Um, she's starting to, to learn more and more and more, but it's like, you know, you sort of isolate yourself into this world and you're stepping into the unknown, especially if you're going out on your own. And especially if you were like me, who I was always behind the scenes and I was being called to step out on the stage instead of being behind the curtain. Um, so all of that played into it and it was fear, but really, like I told you, the first year, 70% of the time was probably me time. Like I developed a morning routine where I got up every morning and I drank a ton of water. Alex Sharfin, coach, one coach that taught me that, drank like four, I still do it, 40 ounces of water. I would meditate. Um, my friend Carla White, who is also in the program, who is an amazing lady, was on my podcast. She created the gratitude app. So she gave me access to that. I started doing gratitude every morning. I started reading something every morning for like 10, 15 minutes, not business related, but like spiritually, mentally, um, emotionally type related, something that would, you know, make me think, but at the same time, help grow me as a person. And um, also I would like watch like videos of the Dalai Lama, things like that instead. But th and this was the key is I did that and yes, I had my phone for the gratitude app. Yes, I had my phone if I listened to an audio book or whatever, but I'd never touched email, social media, anything like that until I was done with that morning routine, which also included exercise. So by doing all that, I noticed over time that I started, you know, getting better, feeling more like my authentic self. And then I started putting myself out there more at the, you know, at the, other people telling me you need to go out and share something you need to get on you need to publish and i created my own podcast back then that was called the um the journey of the purposeful entrepreneur i think i can't even remember what it is now because it was like okay i sort of abandoned that when i moved over here to infinite impact radio but it was just sharing my journey and it was my way of just getting i would pick up my phone and just talk about you know what i'd read that morning what i learned that day anything like that and by doing that, it started, I started overcoming the fear. But um, one key I'll give everybody, because this is something that hung me up for a while, because I would meditate, I was meditating. I was, you know, I was getting good at quieting my mind. Um, and I was meditating on clarity, like, you know, give me clarity, please give me clarity on what I need to do. You know, and um, nothing was really coming. And one day as I'm meditating, this, I'm um, like, I just started having this visualization of me because I'm listening to like this, um, the Muse app, which has like this ocean sound on it. So all of a sudden I find myself like sitting on a beach in my mind's eye and the ocean's coming in and this lion like sort of walks in front of me and looks at me and waits for me. And I sort of watched myself get up and start walking behind it. And I got up and I was like, oh, that's it. You have to be courageous enough to start moving to get clarity. At least that's what I took from it. But that's when I started just doing things. I was like, okay, I'm going to start creating a course. Okay, I'm going to start putting this together. I'm going to start putting together a, a podcast challenge with my friend Parker Woodward. I mean, things like that. I started just doing things without knowing where that was going to take me or what the next step was, but by moving, I created courage and got over the fear, you know, just sitting around hoping for clarity was not bringing it. 
Um, and then it was funny because almost immediately Katie Richardson, I saw one of her like lives and she was talking about, I can't remember the exact wording, but she was talking about that. It was literally within a couple days later, she's talking about to get clarity, to get clear, you have to move. You have to start moving forward. And I was like, Oh, why didn't you tell me this <laughs> three, four months ago? You know, I wouldn't have had to like met, had this meditation moment, but, but yeah. So, I mean, I would just tell everybody to get over your fears, you know, just, and this is something Myron Golden taught us. It was um, the master key of success is to take ownership of the result without knowing the path. So just take ownership of that result and say, I'm going to just move to that result. And that'll help get you through the fear. Just the more you do it. Mm, I love that. Oh man, Evans, you have dropped so many value bombs today. You've talked about some of the strategies and the taxes tax tactics that you used to grow a business you've also shared about your personal journey and how you had opportunities and luck but you also had preparation and intention and you shared how you've transformed as an individual how you've learned to be service oriented and how you've learned to move through the fear and that that's the only way to get over it I, oh yeah Seriously, yeah. endless, endless value here. Thank you so much for sharing all of these, all of these oh, amazing, amazing lessons. You're welcome. I mean, I, I will say, I actually told, I actually put a post in our group, in our coaching group, um, the Facebook group and said something to that regards like, hey, I haven't had my, I haven't hit my two comma club award yet. I haven't hit that, you know, and that's funny because when I first started, I had an image of that on my wall. I took it down because I'm like, that's not my goal now. My goal is to help maybe to help, you know, a thousand other people get their two comma club award first. And in return, I will probably get mine, but I want to do that. But I told, I posted in that group, the money I put into this coaching program, the transformation that it had on me as a person, I would have spent, you know, 10 times that amount because and, and here's the key, being a father, when my daughter talks to me now and she tells me, she reminds me, tells me things like, you know, daddy, I notice you just don't really get angry anymore. You know, wow. I don't lose my temper with my family. And that's that to me, because one of my first goals out of all this was to be the best father I could be, the best husband I could be. And this change, and, and it's all about entrepreneurship, by working on yourself, by rising into your authentic self, focusing on yourself first, because you're your biggest asset as an entrepreneur. And um, as you probably know this too, we're all different. So if you can become your authentic self, you have no competition. So that is where I would tell everybody, just start doing that, you know, I mean, Think about giving yourself some time for self-growth. Don't think of it as some woo-woo, you know, metaphysical thing, which a lot of that stuff I'm really digging and into now. But, you know, I mean, it's actually something that you need to take care of. If you take care of yourself, give to others, then you're going to get more rewards and you'll be able to believe. Oh, I love, I love that so much. Oh, man, Evans has just... Thank you so much for, 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 for throwing it down. So I wanted to give you a minute just at the end here to share, how can people follow your journey? Um, if they're, if they're wanting to grow a pod podcast and monetize it, how can they, how can they follow you? You also mentioned that you 
are have a video that you're sharing with lessons that gives the exact three-step strategy to grow on how you grew the podcast that you worked on with pat um yep. so i would love to give you a second to like talk about how can people follow you tell us about that course um tell us about uh how how people can work with you if they want to do that as well Okay, well, the best thing they can do to follow me is just come on Facebook, shoot me a friend request. I always, I'll just let you know, I don't blindly accept friend requests, but I'll send like a little message to say like, hey, what made you reach out to me? And then I like to start because I like to get to know everybody. So start a little conversation. Let's get to know each other on Facebook. Um, you can find me Evans Putman. And if you put in Evans Putman, there's two of us and one of them is my page. So you can't go wrong either way, <laughs> but I'd love to meet everybody listening to this. I'm, I'm really open to um, starting conversations and getting to know people because that's the one key, like I said, building your network is huge. Uh, and then I guess, uh, well, with the case study, the case study is a free video and um, my coach actually rolled his eyes when I showed it to him because he's like, um, this is supposed to just sort of like be five, 10 minutes long. You went like, <laughs> 35, 40 minutes. I was like, yeah, because I wanted to really over deliver on value. That's what I learned. So the case study is actually the exact three-step strategy we use to grow to over 150,000 monthly listeners average. Some months we had 190,000, but we took it to 4 million. Um, and we got to that 150,000 listener mark in about eight months. So that is put into a video. It's free. And you can go to onepodcastaway.com forward slash grow. And it's the, the word one, podcastaway forward slash grow. And it's not a sales video. It's actually, I give like the, I give, I go a little deeper than we even talked about into each one of the tactics that we use and give you some actionable items you can do. And I mean, you can walk away from that video and start using it and growing your podcast immediately. So those are the two best ways. And if you want to, I mean, to work with me, just reach out to me on Facebook right now. I'm working on some new stuff with the, uh, the infinite impact method. Um, but there's more of that to come soon. So I don't know when this is going to go live. So I'd say the best way is just reach out to me. But that in itself was something that follow your intuition, because that was one of those things where it just sort of downloaded into me. And I started writing it on my whiteboard and felt alive and was like seeing myself teaching it and was like, this is the framework for creating an impact-driven business for any entrepreneur in four simple steps um, that's going to you know, be something that will change the world. So it's something that I'm going to be unleashing in 2020, moving towards, but I will continue to teach my podcasting because here's the little thing, podcasting is a part of the infinite impact method too. So um, but yeah, reach out, to me on, reach out to me on Facebook and say hello, please. Awesome. Well, Evans, thank you so much for helping our listeners today with the value and then just continuing to deliver. We're going to put all those links in the episode notes uh, so you can find them there. And again, Evans, just thank you from the, from the bottom of my heart. It has just been such a pleasure to get to know you better and the impact that you're trying to make in the world. So thank you so much for being on The Marketing Matrix. Thank you for having me. So it's, it's great seeing you again. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into The Marketing Matrix today. Why not share this episode with a person you know that will benefit from it? Next time, I can't wait to share with you strategies for a six-figure launch. It's a must-hear for anyone who has launched, plans to launch, or has seen a launched. So tune in next week for that. And guys, this is a trend that I'm seeing in my agency with Facebook ads, so you for sure want to catch it. 
Did you know that we are constantly compiling great marketing and life tools just for you, our listeners? And you have access to all of them in the Marketing Matrix Toolbox. To check out the wealth of free resources from our many podcast guests, go to toolbox.themarketingmatrixpodcast.com to gain access. We add new material constantly. It is like the lead magnet to end all lead magnets. And remember, you're always invited to join us in our marketing conversations in my free Facebook group called Facebook Ads for Coaches, Course Creators, and Lifestyle Brands. To hop in with others trying to master the ad game and scale their business, check us out. You can go to www.facebook.com slash groups slash FB ad ninjas. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.